Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pen, a Pokemon the Series podcast. For each week, we talk about our eventful weeks, and we discuss two Pokemon anime episodes with some twists along the way. And just so you know, this podcast is rated E for explicit. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Are we recording? I could see you making a yawn face when I was reading the intro. <laughs> so I was just waiting to see what you were going to do. <laughs> I was warming up. You're warming up. I love it. Flex the golden pipes. All right. And besides Austin, we have our other co-host here, Alex. Okay. Don't start with the yawning because it's going to keep going back and forth. It's going to be a never-ending cycle. Oh, no. I feel one coming on and I'm trying really hard not to yawn. All right. Let's talk about our weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Before we doze off here. Jacob, Um, how was your week? You should go first. Okay, I'll go first. Switch it up a little. I'll go first. Wasn't too exciting. But I did have a question come up to me this week because I asked my wife if she has ever seen this movie. And I think it's a hidden gem that Disney made, but I've met few people who know about it. And the question I have is, have you seen Treasure Planet? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What's that mean? I love that movie. Okay, Austin... I did not see that movie until much later when I met Alex, and she was like, you have to watch Treasure Planet. No way. <laughs> so when the blockbuster went out of business, we went and I, we bought a bunch of random DVDs, and I bought Treasure Planet. Okay. Do you still okay. have it? Somewhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been trying to get you to watch that movie for, like, what, weeks now? Didn't we just... We just talked about this. You're always talking about everything. I don't know what you're talking about at any given moment. Treasure Planet. We're talking about that now. Treasure okay. Planet. That is, okay. that is crazy to hear that y'all seen this movie, because... I've met, like, I've hardly met anybody when I, there's two movies I talk about that Disney has made that they've never heard of, and I'm like, you've got to, these are the best ones. You've missed the best ones that they've ever made, and it's... Well, what are the other ones? Treasure Planet, that's the first one, and then Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I have not seen that one. You have not seen that one. Okay. But I feel like they really promoted it, though. They did more so, but it was just, like, it wasn't that typical Disney formula. Like, it definitely was more of a darker movie. Is that called the Dark Era? It was post-Renaissance, pre, I guess, new Renaissance. Could be. What else would be in the Dark Era, then? Uh, actually, Lilo and Stitch and Emperor's New Groove. <gasps> Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's no New way. Groove is really good, too. Yeah, that's yeah. another gem. Well, we know that whole story behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? There was, like, a whole, like, I want to say, it wasn't quite a documentary, but there was, like, a whole thing on it, right? No, it was a documentary. But oh. It was, like, a secret documentary oh, that Disney yeah. won't allow. Explain further. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Oh, it's thing. a whole thing. Oh, we have time. Be like Empire <laughs> of the Sun or something. It was like a whole different thing. Oh, that's right. It was like going towards like an actual. Then they just made it a comedy. They just kind of yeah went out like yeah. last minute. Yeah, but I mean, it's a great movie it in is, the end. It is fantastic. <laughs> John Goodman's in it. Yeah, he's Pacha. David Spade's in it too. I was like, golly, how did they not know this was going to be a comedy? With I don't know, unless they cast it like later on, like right before the movie. But whatever. Yeah. Oh but my anyway. god. We have to watch Treasure Treasure Planet. We have to. Oh. Out of the Treasure Planet. A Treasure yeah. Planet podcast. The gold of a thousand <laughs> worlds waits beyond here. Okay, so did you watch it? Yes, we watched it. Okay. I was like, we've uh, 
set her down and I was like, you've got to watch this movie. This is like prime Disney that you never heard about. How can you guys never have heard? Oh, God. She really liked it, though. She said that that was a, a good adaptation of Treasure Island, which she has, I assume, read because she related the two. I've seen Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I would rate that above Treasure Planet, but... Oh, would you really? No, no. <laughs> Treasure Planet's really good. It uh, It's a little, like, kooky with, like, it doesn't go too sci-fi. Like, it keeps it kind of traditional, but it goes sci-fi enough to where it's, like, cool, I guess. That makes sense. It's a really good story, though. And it's got, uh, what's his name? Billy Crystal? Was was he a voice actor? Yeah, who plays Ben, the, ro- the robot? It's not Billy Crystal? Let's find out. No, it was Martin Short. Martin Short, that's who it was. Yes, I get them confused. Billy Crystal is Monsters, Inc. Yeah, which yes. I'm watching that right now, okay. actually. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a good point. I'm actually watching that new version. Really? Monsters University? Uh, Monsters at Work. It's a continuation of Monsters, Inc. Oh, I haven't heard of it. It's like, okay. Well, actually, let's use that to transition into over what you did this week, Austin. I have new hair. Ooh. You can't really tell in this light I'm recording in, but it's a different color. What color? Exactly. You can't tell in this light I'm recording in. (laughs) It's a nice auburn shade. Yes. Um, What else did I do this week? Nothing. Nothing. You didn't watch Monsters at Work? I don't really have any. I guess I'll talk about it. I'm just kind of watching it in the background. It's nothing amazing. Billy Crystal and John Goodman are in it, um, and they're like mm-hmm. they play like background roles. So it's kind of weird. I don't know. The main character. Have y'all seen Superstore? No. Okay, it's a great sitcom. It recently ended, and the male lead in Superstore also, who also had a role in Mad Men. Have y'all seen that? I have not. Seen I've seen that I've either. seen bits and pieces of Mad Men. Okay, do you remember the part where he cuts his nipple off? Oh my god! Excuse me. Okay, well, the guy who cuts his nipple off, he's the main character of Monsters at Work. Oh, my God. That's and not the uh, Chernobyl guy, is it? No. Okay, okay. Who's that? Stellan Skarsgård or whatever? I think so. Yeah. This has gone off the rails. It's it's okay. It's cute. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep naming who played that actor. I just want to say that, Austin, every single time you talk about a show, you're like, it's the best show ever. It recently ended. <laughs> it's just, All it's the just, good ones do. They do. It's like, I don't know. like. They really do. It's like every single time you find something enjoyable on TV, it gets canceled a week later because it, I don't know if I, I feel like I'm part of like maybe the audience that it just doesn't resonate with or am I the problem? These <laughs> damn kids these days. I know. No taste. They want TikTok videos is all they want. I'm try- what am I even watching on TV? I'm actually watching the currencies of Rick and Morty, which by the way, we talked about treasure, uh, not treasure planet. National Treasure <laughs> 2 before Rick and Morty did a National Treasure parody episode. That's true. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying we did it first. <laughs> not really. I actually just got a notification that Rick and Morty just got canceled. Um, no, it did not. <laughs> they are, they like renewed it for like many seasons. It's, Remember it's that? the new South Park. Yeah, it's the new kind of South Park thing. It's going to oh, go South on forever. Park's falling off the rails. Yeah. That, it keeps going though. It's unwatchable. Um, <laughs> in any case... What, I mean, I was watching Pose, but I can't watch the current season until they put it on Hulu, so that's annoying. I'm going to say, I'm, I'll say it, Pose is an important television show um, for TV history and for representation. Uh, everyone should check it out. I'm weirdly obsessed with American Horror Stories. Like the TV show that comes on FX? Yeah, but this is a spinoff only for Hulu called American Horror Stories. Of course it the is. Plural. Yeah, there's no confusion there. So is it like, what do they call those? Anthologies or whatever? Does it like yes. go through each episode's a new story, not a continuation? Yeah. Okay. 
so far, the first couple episodes were tied in with the season one of American Horror Story. And then the third episode was its own thing. I don't know. I, I think I just like bite-sized horror. It's because I grew up on Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yes. <laughs> I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark. American Horror Story, that first season was really good, though. I have so many confused, very, very conflicting opinions on American Horror Story as an entity, as a whole. But this is not the American Story Horror Story podcast. Oh, yeah, well, yet. <laughs> yet. Wait till Halloween. We got... Oh, God. A couple more months. Yeah, mm. it's true. It's almost around the corner. It's almost like I hate summer and I hate the humidity and I just stay inside and watch TV all fucking day. Climate change is a real thing and it's absolutely miserable to go outside. It's true. That's what I was talking earlier. I was like, I feel like the seasons are becoming extended, but like the months they happen in are like <laughs> different. Like I remember walking my dog in June wearing a jacket outside because it was like, you know, like 55 or something like that. Are you like living that. in the same like area planet <laughs> well i mean here in alaska that's hot for uh, okay that time of year but i remember like i felt like it should have been a summer month but i was wearing a jacket but now i feel like in september we're gonna be like near 100 or whatever and then i, I just want a cold christmas okay that's all i want i feel like the, the heat's taken I've never over had a cold christmas <laughs> in know. my life i've never either it's ugh. oh I, sorry i can only cut you off go ahead no, 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 go. No, no, go. you had a thought, go. <laughs> no, 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 you go. Hold on, I, I, got the, gonna... I got the randomizer right here. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the thing actually relevant to this podcast that I've been doing obsessively for the past couple days, I've been playing Pokemon Unite. What is that? No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Oh, I no. <laughs> oh my God, it's so addicting. I don't know what it is. What is you I've never played unite i've never played league of legends or anything like that and for all you got to do is fucking pikachu in it and i'm just like i'm in and i can't stop playing it have you paid the no. uh you haven't paid anything no okay i was seeing this thing as like a cash grab what i was reading on reddit well it is okay but i don't i don't give a shit it's mindless i can just kind of do it what is Pokemon, I think we need to, if not a cash grab sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true i right. think we all need to flip, make a team and play Oh, I'm so down for that. You we'll just let me know ass. when, where, how, why, so. I'm there. Switch, whenever. However. Wherever. There, there, there. We, okay, we gotta go to a rooftop party with string lights. You gotta lights. bring your Switch uh, with you. Your OLED Switch. I'm not putting yeah. it with OLED the crappy switch. original Switch. I want the OLED with the Ethernet port. We're gonna go to a rooftop party, then we're gonna head over to the coffee shop, where we're the only customers. Um, and then we're gonna go to Grandma's really spacious backyard to finish it off. With her large projector screen TV thing set up in yeah. the backyard. Yeah. With yeah. her cabana boys waving us with banana leaves. Yeah. Whoa now. <laughs> is this not, is Nastina our grandma? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> She's building a hotel over there in the ocean. Oh yeah, we definitely need to get there and play that because I was going to try it out, but I don't know. I just didn't have time and I honestly forgot about it until you mentioned it. I saw the trailer pop up on the Twitter or whatever. Is whatever that on our Twitter? No, it was... At, uh, out of Drying Pan? Yeah, Out of Drying Pan. Our Twitter? I saw it on the... I guess because we followed them, the trailer came through. Uh, yeah, we need to get together and play that, though. Alex, how was your week? How was your week, Alex? Oh, God. Um, Well, let's see. Speaking of television shows that we're all watching, um, Austin, I know you, you don't want me to bring this up, but <laughs> I recently got into What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, there he goes. Took his earphones out. He's not even listening. What we do in the shadows. This sounds like a Fifty Shades oh of Grey. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's based on a movie which I have not seen. 
Um, Say hi to Leslie. Leslie, I see Leslie. Leslie just came and then she went. That scared the heck out of me because I heard the door (laughs) pop open, but the video's a little delayed. So I was like... So, yeah, I I won't say too much about it. It's a really, really... Oh, there he goes taking his headphones out again. No, please, ex- please describe oh, it for me. It's about it's vampires. It's it's about vampires and the human that lives with them. And it they get into these wacky hijinks. And it's really, I didn't know what to expect. I thought that, you know, oh, it's just a one-off show. I was recommended it um, by a coworker, And I am only sad that I did not start watching it sooner. Because I really enjoy it. It's really funny. So, Who is in this? Is it the guy who plays Sheldon on Big Bang Theory? No, no, no. no. Uh, oh. Matt Barry is one of the main characters, and then the other three, I don't recognize them from anything, and I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but they're really good. I like it. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, we'll move on from that conversation so that Austin can rejoin us. There he goes. I think I heard wave, my name. Wave him back in. Hi. Yeah, Hi. I said, Hi. I said I'll wrap up the, this uh, line <laughs> of, of conversation so that you can rejoin us. Well, I'm going to cut it all out when we edit anyway. Hey! So. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a pretty um, uh, cool title, I guess. But, uh, and then yesterday I ate some bad food and I had an upset stomach. So that was the culmination. Oh, are you of my sure week. it wasn't the show? It was not the show. It was the that food. That was good. That was real good. <laughs> I, made a, I made a grave error and ate something that I shouldn't have and uh, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. So. It wasn't moldy bread, was it? It was pretty close. You got to watch out. That stuff will sneak up on you. You'll be like 10 bites in yeah. and next thing you know, there's like spores all in your face. Yeah, that was, it was, mm, yeah. I, I'm not even going to say anything because just remembering it just makes me horrified. And it was probably the worst thing I've ever, no, it was the worst thing I've ever eaten. And I didn't even realize it until after the fact. It was horrible. So that was my week. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but next time you eat something moldy, pour grain alcohol down your throat, kill it. Well, I think maybe a saving grace that, that I had prior was I microwaved it. So I'm hoping that that kind of like, I don't know, neutralized some of the bad. Um, we toast this moldy bread. <laughs> it wasn't bread, but it, oh God, it was just so bad. Um, so, oh my God, what was it? You, you got to spill the beans. Should I you even gotta say? You got to spill the beans. I don't want to relive the horror. It was terrible. Okay, okay, okay. Just, okay, it was, it Here, was a food. type it in the chat. No, it was a food stuff that was a few years, years old, and I did oh. not notice it. Yeah, it, yeah. What was that doing in your freezer? Don't fucking ask me. I don't know. Uh, it wasn't a Hungry Man meal, was it? No, it okay. wasn't frozen. It was, I'll just say it, it was butter. It was butter from 2017. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, okay. 2017, people. I didn't realize it. I thought it was going to be fancy, and I was like, oh, look, some honey butter. It was honey butter instead of regular oh. butter, which... Wait. I shouldn't have freaking strayed outside of the normal. This is what I get for being daring. That makes no sense, though. Why? Honey never goes bad. But butter goes bad. But the, yeah, I think it would counteract, like, the I don't should know. neutralize it. <laughs> neutralize know, the bad. All I know is I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely horrified. I, I went to put some butter on my breakfast that I was eating, Oh, and no. I didn't notice it. it didn't look bad so like you know I'm pretty careful I I inspect things or whatever before I eat them it didn't look moldy or bad or anything so I was like okay you know I put the butter on my toast or whatever it's when I tasted it and put it in my mouth and I had already taken a few bites it tasted a little off and I was like why does this taste weird so then I went to go investigate no smell right just it well when I actually put my face like when you're scooping out the butter from the tub, you're not, like, putting your face into it. Like, it was only after, so I'm still still in pain from it. So. Is that our episode title? I'm not dead, but I feel like it. Yes. 
That's how I feel after watching these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm being morbid pretty hard for a to joke. get through. Time to talk about. We the better talk game. about these episodes before Nintendo just collapses and it's no longer a company anymore. Sorry, I'm I was sorry, spiraling. What? I was spiraling out of control into my um, trauma. Trauma. Type. I'm talking about the uh, that Steam Deck that's going to ruin Nintendo, but we'll move on from oh, that. Pff, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what, all I heard was doom and gloom this week. Then like, oh, here we go. The end of the end of an era. No more Switch. All Steam Deck. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's going to take off. Yeah, calm yourselves. Relax. Oh God! Now that I'm thinking about, okay, we need to move on because I'm thinking about. Alex, we've moved we're, on, we're and you're good. still we're back trying in the to move on. I'm trying I'm to change sorry. the topic. I'm sorry. I have. I'm having a PTSD moment. I'm sorry. Okay, to move on from the PTSD, we're gonna Ooh. jump into our episode summary challenge. Yay! And oh, I've got the randomizer right here. It is spoken, and it is me, Austin, and then Alex. Oh God! And we can we can maneuver that if we need to to help accommodate for the PTSD. <laughs> no, this is okay because if I'm if I'm guiding the discussion, I can take my mind off of the horror. Did we ever explain to the audience that whoever gets left out of the episode summary is the one who we say is now in charge of the lead discussion? Because maybe not, but I think you've explained it though. Yes, that's okay. Th- there it is. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, good luck. So this is a 30-second summary challenge. The episode I'm going to be doing is the Bridge Bike Gang. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, yes. thank God. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, wait, 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 wait. one. Oh, the twerps are back in the city, and they see a big old bridge, and they think they can cross it to get to the next town. And they try to buy some bikes, but they're too expensive, and they come across Joy, who's struggling. She says, hey, I'll give you a bike if you take this medicine over to the next city. They try to cross the bridge. Some kids and bikes challenge them to a Pokemon battle because they're a gang. And it doesn't work out because Jesse and James show up to mess it up. And the twerps try to get back over the bridge after they mess with Team Rocket. And the storm comes. Jesse and James get obliterated by it, but the kids make it through it. And they deliver the medicine to the Pokemon, who's waiting in the Time. Pokemon Center. Hey, pretty good. I was talking. That's the fastest I've talked in a while. <laughs> it's a real workout for your brain. It is, man. I'm like, hey, 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 one for two, one for two. All right. So, what an episode. I have a question. Where are we? <laughs> I forgot the yeah, city's where? name. They don't name there the isn't. city okay. that they're in, but the place they're going to or trying to get to is Sunnytown, which I don't know what the hell Sunnytown is, but i just like to point out that the narrator, when we start this episode, the narrator says, quote, with fond memories of the Safari Zone fresh in their mind. And I was like, wait, when did they go to the Safari Zone? Because if you didn't watch the band episode, they never actually made it there. I clearly typed this in a stupor because the quote <laughs> I wrote was, with fond memories of a fresh city in their minds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what I was going for there. <laughs> what did I put? I put, um... Fresh oh, my first line. Hey, that looks like that Japanese roller coaster bridge. What? Oh, oh, yeah. Japanese You're going to tell us about that. Roller coaster yeah. bridge. I wrote, This bridge looks unstable as hell. It's jagged as fuck <laughs> yep. and 10 miles long. <laughs> oh, so, I put what that is too. The, yeah. 
I'm kind of trying to understand their like construction because the bridge was in a zigzag and I feel like that would be more resources and completely unnecessary than just build a straight line bridge. Do zigzag bridges exist? I don't think so. I feel like that's an that's an engineering nightmare. Imagine driving that having to go uh, uh. <laughs> How can the so they come across the toll guy the bridge toll guy um who's like norman whose name is norman or something I don't yeah know. norman norman, yeah. norman the ticket taker. Um, <laughs> i was so obsessed with norman i was like i love yeah. norman <laughs> we get this we get this group of cyclists who go by and apparently they're like super friendly with norman they're like hey norm how's it going but he tells the twerps that the road part of the bridge is not complete but the bicycle part is and i don't understand how that works okay so there's a there's no logic no there is there is you just gotta think about it okay all right. right. You got it. You have the road path in the middle, right? Yes. Then you've got kind of like the what we would call the shoulder of the bridge, which is normally where the bike paths are at. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that part is open, but there's no roadway in the middle. So you just have to have extremely good balance to get across that narrow shoulder bridge because there's nothing going to keep you from falling on the left. So you got to lean right. But we see the bridge. No, it looks yeah. pretty fucking complete. That was a made-up model. But you gotta, <laughs> you gotta look further down. You, you didn't see that. It's ten miles long. Remember, we can't see it all from. Uh, that's true. We don't see every yeah. every inch of it. Yeah. You so, know, but I will point out, we do see cars go use the bridge because Jenny and her police squad. But maybe they can only go as far as how you know how far the twerps made it, which is like maybe the middle of the bridge, and then they had to turn around. I don't know. I'm trying to save it. It just made no sense because yeah. we literally see we see cars going over it, and clearly everything's functioning on the bridge. For I don't know. Whatever. Well, maybe Norman was messing with them, and you know, completely just screwing with them. And you have to bike across. No, okay. Norman's in really tight with the local bicycling community, and he wants to keep <laughs> all out of towners out off off of the bridge. The bike no, lobbyist because. Because he said they could use bicycles. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Well, Ash said they could walk. They said, can't we just walk? That makes sense because it would take them several hours, in that case, to go 10 miles. miles. That's a long time. Yeah. They seem to cross it pretty quick on their bicycles, though. Time doesn't exist in the Pokemon world. This bridge that we're talking about here is the Ishima-Ohashi Bridge. So it's based on a real bridge. Yeah, but this thing is not 10 miles long. This thing's like a a mile and it's is it like, a zigzag? Yeah, they call it like the roller coaster bridge. Oh. Or something like that. Because I think it's just really kind of wavy. I don't know if I would trust a wavy bridge. Where are they going? So they're going to <laughs> they're, Sunny They're going Town. to Sunny Town. Because Why? there's no gym there, supposedly. I don't know what the goal is to go to Sunny Town. The last f- several episodes have been like, we're going to Safari Zone, we're going to Safari Zone, they're going to Safari Zone. They have now no the Safari goal. Zone has left, is in the past. Now we're just kind of dicking around or meandering along this path with no end in sight that's why gary's dominating right now so at least they have a goal they're going to a town but they really want to go to sunny town because they're in cloudy town anyway so so they lament the fact that they can't cross this bridge on foot and part of me feels like the entire time that they were bitching and complaining about not being able to cross the bridge they could have just been taking their normal route however they would have gone around to get to sunny town but i digress they go to look at bikes they can't afford the bikes misty gives ass 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 he gives ass <laughs> ass a bike. Misty gives ass yeah <laughs> gives misty ass. gives ass some guff about the fact that he um destroyed her bike relevant i mean they all could have 
piled up on Misty's yeah. bike. That would be convenient. Yeah, I'm not cer- certain her logic there because that would only have done one person good, but... She's just ready to get out. She's like, I'm, I'd be gone if I had my bike. Yeah. She would have pedaled away. Then, so they go to the Pokemon Center where they meet Nurse Joy. <sighs> this this part made me a little upset. <sighs> Thoughts on that? She's clearly understaffed here, right? That's her complaint, <laughs> is that there's not enough in this giant city. I don't know. There's not enough people to help her, right? So then she goes to the twerps to help her out. And this is something that just occurred to me. These Pokemon Centers, they don't have, like, ambulances, do they? Or didn't we see one earlier? Like an earlier episode? Have we seen an ambulance? We've seen cop cars. Maybe it was cop cars I was thinking of. If you're having a medical emergency in the Pokemon world, you're out of luck because there's no ambulances. I mean, they couldn't take the ambulance anyway because the bridge apparently is not out or is not complete thanks to Norman. Helicopter. Give me something here. If we care about these things as much as we say we do, we we would give them every chance to live. I don't give a shit about that shelter. (laughs) So, and neither did the twerps because they're like, oh, we'll take advantage of this diseased Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, I feel we gotta go to Sunnytown. I feel like Ash and Misty cared more about getting a free bicycle than because it it seemed to me like they were ready to like steal that shit. Nurse Joy's like, if you can take the medicine, you can borrow our bicycles, but they seemed like they were just gonna make off with the bicycles. Yeah, borrow was the key word there. I think they just keep them in the end. Well, no, they don't. They don't, (laughs) they return them. I don't think we see it, but we never see the bicycles again. Oh. They threw the bicycles into the ocean yeah. with Brock's Taurus's Pokeball. Yeah. There you go. Damn. What a horrible way to die. <laughs> so I want to just, back to the whole point of, like, Jacob said, the helicopters. I feel like if this Pokemon was having a medical emergency, like, why why not get some other kind of, like, professional delivery person to take it or airlift it or something? I mean... They have teleporters, too. We've seen the Pokemon centers with teleporters, oh, yeah. too. Oh, my God. Why not just That's a tele- good point. Why not just teleport the medicine? Give it to Chansey. Yeah. Put it in a ball. Teleport it over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't this even... episode, okay, we got to come up with a scam for what Joy is doing here. There's... Okay. <laughs> smuggling drugs. They are obviously there. smuggling drugs. Something that makes Shelter produce some sort of, like, hallucinogen. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when when we see her put it into the tank of water, it's a white powder. Oh, yeah. God, it's Coke. I love if she, like, put it in the tank, and then the, you see the shoulder, like, take it in, and then she picks the shoulder out of the tank, and it just, like, cheeses in her face. And she's Ew. just like, she's just like, uh, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> don't dip into your own product, Nurse Joy. Right. That's the first rule. That's why they're so understaffed. Everyone's just I mean, high in the back. If we remember, this this Joy is the cousin to the Joy in Gringy City, and that, that Nurse Joy in Gringy City was... She wasn't that good. So. She was on some kind of pharmaceutical. But Brock got super, super, super into this Nurse Joy, unlike the one from Gringy City, which he threw under the bus and said, uh, oh, you're much, much prettier than your cousin in Gringy City. It reminded me of how he did not care for that Nurse Joy at all. Brock will <laughs> say and do anything to, you know, win the favor of a, a girl. I think we're at peak Brock right now. So, okay. So we meet this Nurse Joy, and she has the twerps do her dirty drug run or whatever. Misty ear pulls Brock. Is that the first time? I don't know, but I noticed it. Brock is getting very... Um, Aggressive? In, yeah, in her personal bubble space, and so Misty shut that shit down real quick. Good. Good job, Misty. I do like the fact that... So they go to deliver the medicine. I do like the fact that... Misty and Brock are on the tandem bike. 
I know that it would have made more sense for Ash and Misty to be on the tandem That's bike. what I was thinking, the same too. height. Yeah. Well, apparently she's doing all the pedaling. Brock isn't helping out. Brock's not the main character. He doesn't get his own bike. Oh, okay. Well, apparently Misty doesn't get her own bike either. I'm surprised they didn't have, like, Brock and Ash on a bike and, like, Misty on her own bike and then Brock and Ash, like, 50 feet ahead or, like, way ahead, how they treat Misty sometimes in these in this show. Oh, Poor Misty. She never catches a break. Yeah, she always gets the short end of the stick. Then what? Okay, Team Rocket shows up. <laughs> I'm trying real hard. This, yeah, this is hard. <laughs> um, Team the, Rocket. The bridge bike gang shows up. Well, first Team Rocket, and then they oh, are oh, spying oh. on them for whatever reason. They stop at the vending machine that's somehow in the middle of the bridge, and I'm like, how is this vending machine getting any kind of power, first of all? <laughs> I didn't think of that. Um, <laughs> it's solar. It's a solar. Okay, okay, fair enough. Even though, I will note, they didn't litter, but they didn't recycle either. They Yeah. That was just a regular trash can. There was no, like, recycle symbol or anything. I like how, can I just point out and say I like how we both noticed the fact that they made an effort to put in a shot of them throwing their garbage away, like, specifically zooming <laughs> in on the trash can. Throw your garbage in the trash can, kids. That's a that's a big thing over there. There's no litter. No. If you litter, I will find you and cut your hand off. Yep, Damn. basically. <laughs> you won't be littering anymore. Not after that. That's ten years hard time. So, Austin, we come to the bicycle gang, like you mentioned. They ride up on Ash and start circling them like vultures. And then we meet... Well, they don't say their names right away, but Tyra and... Is the other one Chopper? Is that his name? I thought Chaba. That's what I wrote. Chaba. I thought it was Chaba. I wrote Chopper. I think it's Chopper, like a chopper, like a bike. We have to discuss the sheer absurdity of a bicycle gang. Did they want to make them like a motorcycle gang, like in the games, (laughs) and they just couldn't, so they just used bicycles, or what? It had been sort of intimidating for these bikers to come up and like attack these kids and i think that's what they're trying to avoid so they're trying to keep it like on par with oh children have bicycles let's have this like hardcore bike gang like jesse and james implied they were like teenagers yeah at oldest right yeah Yeah. this is the most non-threatening group of people we've ever seen but team rocket appears and we learn that they were a part of this bike gang at some point with unicycles yeah, they ride in on unicycles. <laughs> I, I love that. So I don't know why they found that so funny. It's like they I mean, it's the hardest kind of way imp- possible. It's kind of impressive. I don't know. Have you ever tried to to ride a unicycle? I feel like it'd be nope. hard. How do you even start? How do you even get balanced up on there and start? I remember in college we had this one kid who was the unicycle kid. Yep. And yep. every college yep, has every that college, kid. Yep, as that kid, and he would ride it all over the place i mean like you would see him like in walmart riding this thing you know picking up groceries putting in a bath basket that's his gimmick he's gonna stick to it he always had a gopro on so i assumed that he had like some kind of youtube channel adventures on his unicycle yeah and i I could never find it but i was like i wonder did y'all had that ocarina kid right (laughs) how every campus has a kid who has like a legend of zelda sweet potato ocarina and goes around like a minch like a like a traveling bard around the campus. Mm. <laughs> yep. Isn't it bizarre how every college campus seems to have these same tropes of people? Archetypes. Archetypes. I think the one place I heard about it had like the anime kids where they would That's... like, they were Naruto and they would like carry a boombox and they would play the opening theme, but they would run like him through the campus, like through the main. We had that, we had that in high school. You did the, nice the kids who would wear the Naruto headbands. Oh my gosh. And they would Naruto run down the halls. Oh lord. 
kids out there, support your local anime club. Yeah. <laughs> anime club kids are so mean. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Not going to name any names. They're so mean. Are they mean? Compared to the biker gang, how mean are the kids in your anime I'd club? I'd rather hang out with the bicycle gang. <laughs> bicycle gang? Yeah. They're not a very inclusive group, the anime kids. I had quite the opposite experience, but... You're probably one of the mean anime kids. Yeah, they're probably... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it, yeah. What? You can't watch this with me. Oh, you watch dub? What? Oh, God. Get dub out, poser. I, hey, audience, prove you're not a mean anime kid and leave us five stars in a review. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell us... Uh, tell us um, on our Twitter you whether you prefer dub or sub of anime. Oh, Lord. Don't invite that, Alex. <laughs> yeah, do not. Just, do not. The plague did less damage until you uh, that <laughs> conversation started, okay? Because it was like, oh, my gosh. You can go on any forum and type in dub versus sub and, oh, God. I think it depends on the anime. I don't know. It's highly, it's, it's, it's highly specific to the medium. But anyway, moving on. Tyra and Chopper challenge Ash and friends to a battle because that's how they introduce themselves. And um, it felt very much like these last few episodes where they just decided to throw in some random Pokemon that we haven't seen before Absolutely. just to get them out of the way. <laughs> so we get Golem, who Ash, again, is surprised. What's that? What's a Golem? I've never seen it. He's not gained any knowledge either. Who does he throw out to fight it? I mean, Bulbasaur. he throws out Bulbasaur, which is has the type advantage but apparently not it doesn't really apply in this scenario charmander kicks ass yeah charmander goes hard how does that work okay we should talk about that how the fire type somehow beats the rock type i mean golem becomes engulfed in flame he becomes a a spinning ball of death that was fun i like how he went to the bicyclist did you note the pokeball yes i did of course i did (laughs) austin if you know one thing about me it's that I always note the Pokeball mechanics, but I didn't want to dominate the conversation. Too bad. You're going to anyway. Yep. Go for Tell it. Tell us about the, uh, the hot pot. I'm not going to talk. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ash has Bulbasaur out to, to rewind a little bit. He Bulbasaur gets beat handily by the, the golem. So then his in his brilliance, he decides to call out Charmander. I don't know why, but Charmander sets Golem on fire. Golem is flying around, setting the bicyclists on fire. And then Chopper calls him back into the Pokeball, which then starts glowing red and hot because Golem was on fire. Oh and my so that god. Was, it was very interesting that the effects of an attack can be recalled into the ball. Sorry to interrupt. I just keep thinking about how, like, that thing was suffering. Because at least when it was rolling around, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. Stop to put out a fire. <laughs> yeah, but he captures the thing and just gets engulfed in this, like, I guess the lack of oxygen in there maybe put out the fire if that's a thing but he just made the problem 10 times worse because this thing's in here just melting you know and how does it not melt the pokeball that would have been awesome would it die in that case if the pokeball is destroyed with a pokemon in it does the pokemon inside die i'm fairly certain at least once we've seen an instance where a pokeball was damaged somehow and the Pokemon, like, came out through a crack in it. Oh, I feel like I vaguely remember that. There's, like, an emergency pull this to eject, like, an ejector seat kind of thing. Possibly. I can't remember the instance, but, I mean, we know Pokemon can survive for seemingly years and years inside a Pokeball underwater. That's <laughs> true. But... Forever. <laughs> that think... damn episode with the underwater Sandshrew Pokeball, uh, that really throws everything 
for a loop. Wild, yeah. So that be- that begs the question: How? Okay, so if fire, if some something outside can come into the pokeball. So like in this instance, Golem was on fire. He recalls it, and then the fire goes inside the pokeball. How does the pokeball that's underwater not have water leaking into it? Maybe it was a well taken care of pokeball that didn't get cracked or anything like that. Interesting. Is it? Outside element forces can't go into it, but without prompting. But the fact that he recalled the fire through the beam, maybe that's why. Questions. I don't know. Very interesting. That throws a lot of questions. Like, could you just catch fire? Like, if you threw a Pokeball at fire (laughs) and then, like, just caught it within the Pokeball and then, like, threw the Pokeball out, could you, like, just transfer the flames over? I don't know. My mind's going crazy here because now I'm thinking that I would be the jerk if there are no rules with Pokeballs. And I would just continuously catch Pokeballs inside Pokeballs. <laughs> so oh, my God. Just make these incredible layers to where you would never get to the end. Oh, my God. It's In like the a games, nesting doll. Can a Pokemon hold a Pokeball as a held item? Yes, I think so. <laughs> it just runs up and captures it in the Pokeball with itself. <laughs> just runs- I could go on forever. I know this is probably mundane and boring, but Pokeball mechanics, it doesn't make sense. I think they just make up the rule as it suits them. Don't get me started on Brock catching Vulpix. That was bullshit. Okay. <laughs> that was that was really stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Well, actually, to that point, I was going to say, isn't there an instance where Jessie gets a Pokeball thrown at her and she yes. she starts to get digitized, but it just zaps her instead? It doesn't actually catch her, right? I think the red recall beam hits her and it, like, immobilizes her. Yeah. Which makes Pokeballs into lethal weapons, potentially. <laughs> I don't like that at yeah, all. Yeah. You, don't, you oh, just yeah. rob, you know? Put paralysis you can shoot laser people. beams at people. Yeah. You could put yourself in between, like, you know, you have a Pokemon and, and then you on the other side of someone that you don't like and then shoot the beam through them. Dang. That's what the bicycle gang should do if they want to be threatening. Hit people with Pokemon beams? Yeah. Pokeball they could hit cars as they pass by. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's why the bridge is out. That's yeah, both tires out. Ash apparently wins this battle with the Golem Kid. And then the other one jumps out, Tyra, and she has a cloister, which we have never seen before either. Thoughts on cloister? Looks pretty cool. I have no thoughts. Yeah. It just looks, looks like really a ghastly. cool. Ooh, I wonder if that's a theory. When cloister dies, it becomes a ghastly. Huh. Oh, Christ almighty. It's the <laughs> Gengar, Clefable, Butterfree, Venomoth thing all over again. Um, so Psyduck makes an appearance. During, well, she tries to call out Starmie, but of course, Psyduck appears instead. I felt really bad for this thing. All the all the bikers were laughing at it. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like enraged on Slidex's behalf at this, this humiliating scene. It was trying so hard, and it really wanted to. It seemed like it wanted to do a good job, and everyone was laughing at it. Oh. No one gave I did it a appreciate chance. that Ash broke, and he started. To, he almost started to laugh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did start like holding his hand over his mouth. Yeah, Jacob, what were you gonna say? No, I was. That's Austin basically covered it. I just felt kind of watching this. I was like, "Oh my god, this is kind of torture for this poor thing to be <laughs> out there like this." But he did put himself in that position, so that's true. Do we do we really kind of hit too hard with this? Because I think Starmie inside of Starmie inside of like brokered a deal where Starmie doesn't want to be asked to do anything, so it somehow summoned Psyduck to come out instead. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Poor thing. It didn't even really... Oh, this is what happened. It didn't really achieve anything, because this is when Team Rocket rides in, right? On their unicycles, and then they cut the battle short, and Jesse recognizes 
them and they recognize Team Rocket as Big Jess and Little Jim, the notorious former members of the bicycle gang. <laughs> yeah. When did Jesse and James live here? I don't know. It's and how long past. ago how long ago was this? Because Jesse and James seem like they were at least five years older than these other kids. Well, they were wearing um, high school uniforms. In the flashback? In the flashback. Okay. So these... Jesse, yeah, they, they had, she had, like, the Sailor... What is it? Sailor Fuku? Sailor Moon? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And did... James did, too. So I think they were supposed to be, like, teen-aged. So the other bicycle kids were younger then. So they would have been, like, really young at the time, like, Ash's age. Did they start this gang, or is this, like, some kind of traditional thing where it just, like, extends generations of this... Because the bridge is kind of brand new, isn't it? Okay, I had that question, too, because we see Jesse riding on the bridge, yeah. or at least a bridge in the oh background. Oh, my God, you're right. And at one point, Chopper says, oh, the bicycle game for the next town wants to rumble. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so there's a tradition here. Yeah, there's a rivalry going on here that we don't necessarily get a lot of, but... I was thinking of Outsiders. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was actually... <laughs> I was thinking something <laughs> along those lines, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess the bridge, a 10-mile bridge, that would take a super long amount of time but they would never be able to meet the other squad until it was complete so i i don't know whatever maybe it's i mean it's not impossible that it's been under construction for several years if they're lazy how long has the bike lane been open that's what we need to figure out well apparently it's complete enough they do get to the other side so it's complete enough so any thoughts on their their uh aliases in the gang what they used to be called I appreciate James using training wheels. That's amazing. Trainer James. Truly amazing. <laughs> I wish they had a unicycle with trainer wheels on it. <laughs> like he still had one back in the day. I don't know. Jessie, to me, hers was terrifying. She was called Ch- Chainer Jess because she like rode around with a chain swinging oh, around. Oh, Jessie's going like, to smack you to death. Like She's going to kill you. Like, she had this like big metal chain she was like spinning around. I'm like, uh, that's pretty freaking scary. So then our favorite pal jesse shows up or jesse jenny officer jenny shows up with her entourage doing her job actually do well it seemed like she actually was yeah. doing her job for exactly. a minute she's like hey ash and friends i'm gonna first of all she calls them out as being hooligans and then ash explains that no once again they're actually doing something trying to be good samaritans and not criminals so she offers to give them a ride or escort them. Im- implying she was able to dr- drive from one yeah. end of the bridge to the other. Yeah. Maybe there's like an emergency lane that's already built or something like that that's just for EMS. Or, ah, I don't know. I'm trying to help Jenny this thing out. Jenny lives on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help this thing out here and it's not going well. Jacob, I appreciate the, the great lengths that you're going to to try to save this logically, but... <laughs> it's a stretch. So, but then, conveniently, conveniently, in true Jenny fashion, she gets a call over her radio that there's an accident of unspecified nature and she has to go she can't help ash good luck kids i would have loved if like when ash and them are crossing to the pokemon center if we see jenny pulled over and there's just like a little girl crying with like a strawberry on her knee (laughs) and she's just helping her and that's the emergency that she had to tend to to get out of doing actual work for the twerps i like to imagine people are using this bridge uh, with their cars and they like plummet off the side of it oh my god it's unfinished it's like roller coaster tycoon yeah <laughs> when you don't finish the roller coaster does that happen you can let people crash into their deaths in the game that's like the, the funnest part of roller coaster tycoon yeah because people see it happen I, I mean they're in line and they see this 
crash happened, but a minute later, they're happily get on the roller coaster and ride it. <laughs> so, oh my god. I like when the coaster goes into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, everyone just dispersed. Yeah. I love letting a lion loose. You guys are sadistic in these games. Jeez. Everyone is. That's how people play them. Do you also take the the railing out of the pools for your sims and let them drown? Or like take (laughs) the doors out of the the room so they can't escape, you know? Okay, we're not talking about Sunnytown here. This is... (laughs) Good lord. So then, all of a sudden, this torrential downpour starts out of nowhere the storm rolls in which there wasn't really any transition to this at all but they're just caught in the storm <laughs> that's what every fucking day this past week <laughs> that is true what, yeah, the I other day it not... was raining and there were no clouds out <laughs> sun shower like, there's nothing out there to indicate rain and i'm just like walking in my yard and just like and i come in i'm soaked i mean come on you weren't expecting that yeah do your job clouds or something i don't know <laughs> I, was, I was a bit angry so I guess that maybe it's not that unreasonable then that they suddenly find themselves in the middle of a storm, but then Ash suddenly gets struck by the whole like I have to save the Pokemon, even though these, this past like thirty minutes he's just been dicking around doing nothing. I love how much they can procrastinate and still be the heroes of the day. I wish I had that opportunity. Yeah, I think he didn't. Even, he was just like okay. He was entertaining this guy, Chopper. They were having a battle. I mean, where was the urgency then? There was no sense of urgency. You forgot the mistake. He challenged Ash's ego, which ah. is above all emergencies. That's true. Ash only cares about one person, and that's himself. And it's the man in the mirror. Classic narcissist. Why do you think he got the solo bike and the other two had a tandem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Ash is a textbook narcissist. <laughs> yeah, you think the 15-year-old would be the fastest on a bike, not the 10-year-old, but yeah, let's just give him the individual bike. Yeah, and then you know what? Where was there? Okay, so not only that, you know, he stopped to lollygag and have a drink and, you know, shoot the shit with Brock and Misty, and then he has a battle with Chopper, and, you know. I, I, I'll give them this. They were bicycling for 10 miles. I'm okay with them taking a hydration break. Okay, fair, fair. I just feel like they were probably standing around leisurely for too long oh yeah they were like haha this is so fun yeah, look at this view yeah <laughs> the sun setting they were absolutely taking advantage of that dying shelter yeah you can bike and drink at the same time okay you, you can i feel like they can they just don't they get a could've. bui that is a real thing Biking oh. under the yeah i won't go there but I, that wasn't me i didn't that doesn't happen that was, to me but i knew right. someone who like came in <laughs> came into school maybe a monday evening and was like yeah i can't I can't oh, ride my bike God. anymore. Uh, yeah. Remember, no incriminating things on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention a name. It's just a okay. story. And Anyways. that boy's name was Jacob. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I, I was good. So Clean now record. we. Oh, okay, good, good. Way to backpedal. Ha ha. I'm so funny. Um. Anyway, we come to the. <laughs> we come to the best part of the whole episode, in my opinion. <laughs> So, you guys, please, somebody else talk. You talking about the uh, the jump? Oh, yes. The drawbridge. I mean, at this point, the shelter's gonna die. Just let it die. Yeah, just give Austin, up. Austin, dang. How much of an angle was that that he jumps? Man, that thing is like, what are we talking, like 70 degrees here? Maybe a little higher? Yeah, it was physically impossible. Yeah, it's almost pe- like perpendicular to the road on the bridge by the time he jumps it. Yeah, he pedals and... 
somehow gets enough momentum up the ramp yeah, I keep, to, to jump. I keep hoping for more out of these episodes because I was hoping that we see like Norm is actually working the draw bit <laughs> bridge and he sees like Ash coming and he like puts the stop on the draw bridge just enough for like Ash to get the right incline to sail over the gap. But nonetheless, no- nothing cool happens in Pokemon, so we gotta... I mean, let's be real. Ash was using his aura powers to keep the bike stable in the air. <laughs> True. He had that E.T. moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping Pikachu would be on the front of it, too. <laughs> but whatever. Well, was he not? No, he wasn't. Where was he, then, if he was cycling? I think he was on the back or something. Oh. I don't think he was actually in the basket. Maybe he was in the basket. I can't remember. They didn't have the E.T. moment like I was hoping. The two truly amazing things about this sequence are, well, first of all, Ash being like, I gotta get over the drawbridge now. I can't wait five minutes. <laughs> so so he does his impossible jump. Missy and Brock are like, no, Ash. And they go with him. Like, his magnetism has drawn them with him over the bridge drawbridge. Yeah. And it's, it's framed really funnily, too, because... We see Ash jump, and then next thing you know, the camera pans out, and there's Brock and Misty also flying through the air. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jesse and James, for no discernible reason, have been encouraged by the bicycle gang to unicycle jump over the drawbridge. And the greatest moment of all time happens in which Ash says, let's bounce, and they use Team Rocket's skulls to give themselves the momentum (laughs) to jump to the other side of the drawbridge. (laughs) That was maybe hands down the, the highlight of all the episodes we've seen so far. It reminded me of him um, letting the bee drill uh, go after them instead of him. So he was <laughs> Metapod. <laughs> oh my god. I like how Ash is not above causing Team Rocket bodily injury to achieve his goals. Oh, he'll gladly go out of his way to do it. Poor Team Rocket. I actually felt bad for them. They didn't want to do this daring jump. They shouldn't have joined a gang. Well, they didn't want to do it. I don't understand the logic. And what is the bicycle gang's logic to have them do this? It's the rite of passage. You know, like all gangs have a rite of passage. So. But they were already senior members of the gang. Why are the underling people forcing the senior members to do some weird stunt? But at least they did. I guess I have to respect their yeah, bravery. Let's listen to these 10-year-olds that are telling us to do something. Yeah. So they make it over the bridge. Team Rocket falls. Did they get hit by the barge that was coming through or what? I think they held to the side of it. Okay. I felt really bad for them. They could have easily died. I wish it was Giovanni's. That'd been awesome. Like they land on the barge and it's like Giovanni's yacht or something. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> then he just throws them over. Oh God. We haven't seen Giovanni in a, in a hot second. We want Giovanni to be a lot more present than he actually is. Oh my Especially God. Especially the last one. Can you just wait? Just wait, Austin, until we get the boss fantasies. Oh my god, I can't wait. I forgot those even existed. How could you forget? I mean, I like them when they get, like, really homoerotic. I know, it's so funny. Oh god, we haven't got- they haven't built up that part of Meow's character yet. He's not Giovanni-obsessed. Yet. So, anyway, wrapping up, they get to the, um, Sunnytown Pokemon Center. Thank god, we had to get to Sunnytown. They finally did, after- after several hours. Get those drugs. Yeah, they, they delivered the goods to Shelter, who perks right up, and the day is saved. The kids turn good, though, don't they? The gang? Oh, right. By, like, defeating the upper gang leaders, they turn to Ash's side. Y- yeah, they give them kind of some interesting nicknames. Awesome Ash. Mighty Misty. And, and then Brock. He doesn't get one. You can call me Honey. 
<laughs> oh god and tyra beats the shit out of him which is well deserved yeah yeah well he doesn't seem to learn from his mistakes so and my to, to back up a little bit they give i don't understand the whole purpose of the bike gang giving ash an escort because yeah they're, they're already there them from other gangs yeah well we never see any other gangs and they don't seem to have any other obstacles so i was kind of that's what, that's what that's what i put i put in my notes i was like i uh the gang learns ash is noble and escorts him to the pokemon center even though they were the only threat yeah <laughs> it's a symbolic gesture <laughs> yeah it's like whatever okay here we go wait could jenny not have taken the medicine from ash and just drove to the sunny town yes. that's what we said at the yeah oh i wasn't listening to you guys <laughs> oh it's okay. okay no one is we just talked to fill the silence there were so many problematic elements, but again, leave it to Jenny to make things more difficult than they need to be. Okay, let's never go back to Sunnytown ever again. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> we don't have to go back. Okay. okay. I don't know why we're fucking here in the first place. <laughs> That's true. Well, lucky for you, Austin, the next episode, they don't spend any time in Sunnytown. They immediately move on. Yeah. So. Good. They um, oh, no, not, and I missed this on it too. Where are they going now? We're they in don't the middle of nowhere. Say. Why? Why not? Because they're trying to do something here. Give them, give them a break. They're just meandering around the countryside. No, no, they got, they got shit to do. Well, before we move on to that, let's get to our LVP and MVPs and our quotes. We're gonna go over our least valuable player and our most valuable player for this, uh, this episode. This fun, exciting one. And the order is Austin. No, wait a minute. That's not right. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> what uh, the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. It, it, I don't know why I did this, but it did. Austin, me, and then Alex. Oh, damn okay. it. I got a tricky one. So we can't, to just preface real quick, we can't repeat each other's. We have to come up with something new. Austin does, isn't afflicted by this, but... Nope. My my MVP is Ash. Really? For his moments of laughing at Psyduck and for using Team Rocket as stepping stools. <laughs> and my LVP is Ash. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says we can't do that. Oh, uh, true. And I actually can't remember why. Possibly because he laughed at Psyduck. Oh my god. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he was dicking around and he was not like in a hurry to get to shelter until like this it was dramatically appropriately for him to do it. This oh, leisurely Ash. stroll. Yeah, <laughs> Ash is full of shit. All he cared about was riding bikes. What was my quote? Oh, it's going to be between all the twerps. Brock says, or rather, Ash says, let's go to the Pokemon Center and figure out a plan. Brock says, sounds good to me. And Misty chimes in, I'll probably come up with a brilliant plan. Cut to the Pokemon Center. Ash, well, what's your brilliant plan? Misty says, will you be quiet? I'm still thinking of it. <laughs> That's pretty Damn, good. Damn, you took mine. Yep. You didn't take mine, though. Uh, thank God. Alex, I'll give you some uh, some buffer here to find a new one. All right, so my L- I'm going to start with my LVP because that's just how I wrote in my notes. I put Joy as the LVP. I just found it really <laughs> weird. I can't remember why. I just found it really weird why she didn't try to use the tools she had in her arsenal to get that medicine over a more convenient way my mvp was tyra because she hits brock at the end and yeah puts, and puts him in his place and i was like you go girl yeah doesn't she slap him so hard that he flies up into the air yeah she gives yeah. it to him <laughs> she lets him have it that's what brock deserves yeah 
And then my quote is, I think the the biker gang sees Jesse and James riding unicycles, and then Tyra goes, huh, I guess your gang will save a ton of money on handlebars. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, um, this is hard. Jacob, wait, did you say LVP was Nurse Joy? Yes. God damn it. Okay, can't pick that. All right, well, MVP... Norman. I don't know. Norman? Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you out? Okay, you know what? I'm going to say... Wait, who did you say is your MVP what again? Me was Tyra. Oh, okay. For oh, hitting Brock. A Norman can be an honorable mention. I'm going to pick Team Rocket. Okay. Aw. Because I appreciated their their uh, flashback to their heyday of being in this lame-o bicycle gang. And they did help... Okay, even though they suffered... They did help Ash ultimately achieve the goal, which was to get across the bridge. So they their noble sacrifice allowed Ash to save the day. So I appreciate them for that. God. We also appreciate the very last scene of them in silence riding up on the unicycle from the water. <laughs> yes! With seaweed hanging off of them or whatever. Poor Jesse and James. They've really been through some shit. Well, originally I was going to say Nurse Joy, but... You know what? I think I'm going to go with LVP as... I'm going to put Norman. Norman's my LVP. There you go. Because... Norman, no! (laughs) (laughs) No, Norman! Because he was just... I feel like he was just fucking with them. He's just like, well, you can't walk, and you can't drive, and he was just making things difficult. And it's 50 bucks. Yeah. You gotta pay the toll. God, what should I even have for my quote? I guess... I have a backup quote. Okay, go on. No, I was going to, well, you had already mentioned the one I was going to say where at the end Brock jumps in and when Tyra was given them nicknames, but I'll just go with the one where Jessie is remembering her days in the bicycle gang and she says, I suppose we really were crazy back then. And James says, well, I guess our secret past isn't secret anymore. And Ash goes, I kind of wish it was still a secret. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Ash. I wouldn't have been bragging about my time in a bicycle gang, but... Yeah, really hardcore. All right. Well, that... I guess that concludes our discussion for the bridge bike gang. Now we get to move on to Ditto's mysterious mansion, which is going to be summarized in 30 seconds by Austin. Oh, Christ <laughs> almighty. I haven't done this in like four weeks. It's okay. You're, <laughs> you're always the best at it, so... Now <laughs> uh, no. win. Okay. Three... Two, one, go. The twerps are in bumfuck nowhere where another storm breaks out, so they end up in Duplica's mysterious mansion, which she has closed down because her ditto that she uses for performances uh, can't imitate faces. Uh, Team Rocket attacks and they take ditto, and then they accidentally fix ditto's face problem. And then the twerps show up and they do a Team Rocket motto. And then ditto turns into a cannon and launches Pikachu, and they blast off Team Rocket. And then D- Ditto's problem is now fixed, and we all Time. the end. Wow. <laughs> there we go. That was very succinct, yeah. Austin. We're not, we're not doing too Good shabby. Job. Not too shabby. Yeah, I feel like that kind of summed up the whole thing. Do we have yeah. to talk about this? Uh, we can just keep going. next to no notes on this episode. Oh, really? I took a ton. I have four pages. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, one of us at least came prepared. I, I, I have some overhead thoughts. And really, I don't have any specific thoughts on the episode, but I have, like, overall thoughts. Do you want to save that to the end? No, I want to do it now. Okay, do it. Do it. Just do it. Okay, my two thoughts. I liked it a lot. 
Um, I like Ditto now when it's an innocent creature that's a pink blob that can transform. And before it became into, like, like a sex icon, I guess. A sex... That's all it is now. That's all it's been since 1999 or whatever. Okay. A breeder. Yeah, so Ditto's cute at this time before it gets corrupted. You can blame the fandom for that. I mean, you can blame the game mechanics for that. True. Okay. When I always catch a ditto, and I always just plant it over in the breeding center forever. That's where it lives. It, it oh. would have been great if Brock would have referenced that this episode. If it had been, like, talked about, like, ditto, been like, oh, it can mate with any Pokemon. Well, that didn't exist yet. <laughs> but, I mean, as a preface, or foreshadowing. Let's foreshadow some game mechanics. Okay, I actually have two more points. One of them is... This... Pokemon Season 1 is super weird in the way they adapt the games. Because, like, they adapt an abandoned power plant into Gringy City. They adapt the Diglett Cave into Mountainside Construction Zone. They adapt the Cycling Bridge into an unfinished 10-mile bridge for cars that has a complete bicycle path. They adapt... What's her name? Copycat, who in the game lives in Saffron City, and they adopt her into Duplica, where oh, she's yeah. now a performer who's living in a mansion Forgot in the about middle of nowhere. Yeah, the middle Imitate of nowhere house for the Ditto episode. So I don't know. I feel like it's a very different approach. They try to like kind of like the dojo. They adapt that into the P1 Championship. Yeah, that country fair. They have to do a little bit. I mean, it can't be a one for one recreation. That'd be boring. I just find it interesting. They're not very consistent yet. Jacob, you had thoughts? No, I was saying that is... I'm trying to think of, like, other media that was adapted, not necessarily from a game, but had, like, a game sort of made of it. And I guess, like, the Dragon Ball Z games kind of pinpoint, like, a main... Like, the legacy of Goku is obviously about Goku. But they kind of go about the show the same way. The show is almost similar to the game, with just some kind of, like, maybe little side stuff here and there that you may not have gotten in the anime. And... But that's the only... are there Digimon games? Are that Austin? Did the Digimon games really kind of coincide with the anime, or are they just sort of Christ their own? Christ Almighty, that's a hornet's nest. Oh, it is. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna get into. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, fucking Millennium Mon. Anyway, <laughs> Millennium Mon. Oh my God, it's a whole thing. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Um, let's put that aside. Okay, yeah, we'll move on to the episode. I didn't mean to spray the hornet's nest here. My overall thoughts on the episode, because I'm talking, I'm just going to talk everyone's ears off if you don't mind. Go ahead. My overall thoughts are, I kind of think of this as like an iconic episode, if that's not weird. A little weird. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a random episode, and I feel more than anything, this is the episode that cements Ash and Friends are wandering. They meet a random person. Random person has Pokemon of the week. Pokemon of the week has some sort of problem. Team Rocket attacks, takes the Pokemon to a separate location. Uh, somehow Team Rocket inadvertently causes the Pokemon to fix its problem. The Twerps follow down Team Rocket, attack, they have a fight, they go blasting off again, and now the problem is solved and we walk away. And that is this episode, and I feel like this is the episode that really codified it. And while I don't have much to say about this episode, I do feel like it's very, you know, cute and fun, but I don't like how it sets that precedent. So you're blaming this episode for the formula that becomes the rinse-repeat formula that we get from the rest of the franchise looking at you johto and hoen yep that is a that is a good point about like they've hinted at it previously that you know team rock takes pokemon you know that what you just that spill you did but this is like after this it is it is that 
Pokemon does yeah. become that. Beat for beat, the same thing. Yes, yes. Huh. That is a very good well, point. Well, they found a formula yeah. that they liked, and that's the whole name of the game with Pokemon. Stick to the same formula. Don't deviate. I just know I won't have as much anxiety watching the episodes from now on, so it's going to be good for me. <laughs> I don't know. I personally feel like for the, for the biggest franchise ever and the budget that they have, that they could p- pretend to care and put effort in, but they know they have us all by the balls. Like, we're going to buy the stuff no matter what. doesn't by matter the what they balls. do. Yeah they, yeah, they have us by the Pokeballs. <laughs> Ditto's got us by the balls. <laughs> Ditto's got us by the balls, yeah. But they know that, and I know that's one of the main complaints, especially when it comes to the games, you know, when especially, oh god, especially with these past games, Sword and Shield. You know, people just want to see a little effort. I mean, is it that much to ask? You're spending $60 on a game, keep it fun, keep it fresh. You know, you can stick to the same formula, but put elements in there that keep, you know, especially longtime fans engaged. But they don't. It always just seems like the, ve- the very bare minimum just like here's the same thing you've been doing for the past 25 years like well lucky for you this november there's some brand new pokemon games coming out (laughs) that you can easily get and to satisfy that displeasure you have with the franchise so exactly what am i thinking (laughs) oh but yeah i don't know i feel like for their budget and what they are they could do a little better they could at least try we'll see what that archaeus does that game we'll see what kind of venture that goes on i don't know my hopes are not I, I don't know i'm i'm kind of skeptical with that based on what the one and only trailer that we've seen but you know what i'll admit that despite everything despite my criticisms and feelings about this i'll still buy the damn shit so i'm a sucker it's, for good pokemon game it's hard to complain about a problem when you're a part of it yeah you know. yeah it's true <laughs> all right all right <laughs> calm down y'all yep. okay this is it's cla- it's we're, i'm not in sunny town anymore i'm gonna get all do- i'm gonna get in all doom and gloom all i want you're at the house of imite yep jacob is just being realistic here there's a storm so, yes so there's a storm and as austin pointed out they run into this strange carnival looking house in the middle of nowhere to get away from the rain and ash decides well you know sorry we busted in here but while we're here i you know we might as well just stay because there doesn't seem to be anyone around up until a mysterious pikachu appears but there's something wrong with this pikachu because as they discover there's something wrong with its face but then this girl jumps out well okay Okay, we want to talk about this that don't don't spoil it too much because okay. uh, I'm, re- I'm gonna reference that later on and maybe the MVP okay. quote section. Go ahead. <laughs> God damn it, that was the one quote no, I had. Really? Oh, we'll be up to the randomizer to see who Sorry. Uh, gets to say that first. So apparently, this girl has been watching them for a while, right? Who's it? Duplique? What are we talking about? Duplica. 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 Okay, du- I like Duplique better. So, Duplique <laughs> has been watching them for a while, like enough to fabricate Ash's clothing. Yeah, how does that happen? She has a bootleg official Pokemon League cap. But how did she get his, like, shirt and, like, jacket and pants and all that shoes? Well, I'll tell you how to get the pants off a man if you want me to. Oh, my. Intuition. Oh, my God. That was weird. Okay, that was probably the weirdest moment of this episode for me. I'm sorry if this is anybody's quote, but... (laughs) No, we just said no. (laughs) Go for it. Well, you have to explain it. Okay, you have to give the... Okay, Jacob, go ahead. Give the context if you want. Okay, so they see this girl there, 
Misty points out that there's a boy in the shadows, and Brock goes, trust me, that ain't no boy, as he's, you know, <sighs> slobbering at the jaws already, for some he reason. He wasn't slobbering, though. He wasn't, because he knew. We'll move on, because I know yep. that's somebody's quote. Okay. Ash, I guess, sees this ditto, and starts dogging on it and he's like ditto's boring because you can't teach it anything and then duplica challenges ash to a battle between bulbasaur and ditto yeah, who, who also do we see again ditto no bulbasaur why is that his go-to lately it's just i mean like is it are we going alphabetical here or is it just like b he's number one bulbasaur's number one okay he's also the best he's the best all right. Well, Fuck you, Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. We'll agree to disagree. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, we haven't seen Squirtle in a hot second. Yeah, what? Whatever. Put an effort. Yeah. Okay, wait. Just a side note. I'm trying to remember back to the first episode where Ash was deciding which Pokemon to pick. Didn't he pick Squirtle as his first choice? Yeah. Yep. And then now suddenly Squirtle is his last choice in everything. Squirtle's easily the one of the three he cares the least about. That's like, so sad. Like, canonically. <laughs> Did, do you think What's, he knew? Wasn't Bulbasaur the one giving up on him, too? Mm. So maybe he's like got something to prove here. Or maybe he's just pissed and keeps throwing it out there to get beat up. I don't know. I'd argue that's Charmander, because he consistently puts Charmander in the warpath. And no wonder this thing grows <laughs> up does. to hate him. But Charmander is like easily the one he relies on the most. I wonder why. Go find the that strongest. Screen. Yeah, whatever. It's the screen time. It's a fire elemental monster. Thank you, Mr. Carlson. Okay, so Ash loses to Duplica. Bulbasaur, fake ditto Bulbasaur beats real Bulbasaur. Then Duplica gives us this backstory, I guess you could call it, about why she wants to do what she does. She has uh, tried this before then. Is that what I'm getting at here? How do you mean? Like she, is, What we're seeing is a flashback with her trying to have... Uh, the ditto duplicate pokemon it's just unable to yes okay i can tell if this was like a problem she has encountered before or if this is like we can't do it because of this i think it was that yeah the fact that she couldn't have she can't have a successful circus theater thing because you know what i thought the audience was being unnecessarily harsh i mean they were really being mean just like the the bicycle gang was being mean to psyduck I mean, this audience, like, I thought it was pretty entertaining despite the fact that its face wasn't right. But they were like, boo, this ditto sucks. I thought that made it better. Because, like, instead of seeing the exact same Pokemon, you get to see kind of like a caricature or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just optimistic. She should have gotten that damn electrode up on the stage. Yeah. That, that would have been perfect. <laughs> no one would know. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for it. I'm like, this is just a, an, an innocent creature and y'all are just tearing down its self-esteem. No wonder it has problems. We're going to talk about how in this episode it presented like, oh, it's so weird that this ditto can't change its little beady eyes and its little <laughs> mouth. And like this episode's actually kind of influential in that way because that's become like the official ditto transformation as it keeps its face. That, has it really? Okay, yes. I can actually, because uh, at like a Pokemon store, they have the uh, actual version of the Pokemon, and then they have the Ditto version with the squinty eyes and yeah, all that stuff. There's like a one for one for every Pokemon that you can buy both versions for. There's like an entire toy line. <laughs> yeah, like they are so Ditto smart. cards where they're Pokemon <laughs> with the beady eyes yep. and like that shit in the anime. It's become that the Dittos do that all the time. You like, have it's become to the norm. Yeah, differentiate it like 
for the purpose of like real life. For the life. purpose of profit. For the purpose of making more money. Yeah. I think I may have one of those. I think you do. I too. think I have the Pikachu uh, Ditto version. <laughs> I got more to say about Ditto. Ditto has a lot going on. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Here's Ditto's evolution from the Gold and Silver Beta. Ew. Oh my god. This thing is awful and horrifying. Wait, Did you is this mate a- with that thing? Oh. Is this... <laughs> Ew. Is this really an evolution or is this a... Is this a beta version of it? It's it's a beta evolution of Ditto. It looks what like an Adventure called? Time monster. Oh, it does. Does it have a name? Uh, a Japanese name, I'm sure. Okay, so for, th- for the purpose of the, the listening audience, this thing Austin said, I'm, I'm sure several listeners have seen what this is what it looks like but it's a more horrifying ditto with a big mouth with fangs and a horn on its head and it's a steel type wait what steel type whoa isn't that weird that is weird that's really weird what's the purpose of having a ditto evolution i guess there isn't one that's why it doesn't exist oh baby grimer oh that's actually adorable there's a ton of these is that supposed to be its mouth or is that like a nose oh is it a nose Grimer doesn't have a nose. It looks like a mouse. I guess we don't know because it's only a little sprite. Again, back to our discussion I think we had last week where I still don't understand why they don't have a pre-evolution for Tauros and Miltank. Anyway, to get back to... I know, Austin, this is this is a misery for you, but um, really we have is. to finish. So, Do we? Yes. Let's talk about Mew. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game changer. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the theory that Ditto was a failed clone? I, everyone says that Ditto is a failed clone of Mew, like a proto Mewtwo that escaped into the wild. But my theory is Mews are, sorry, Ditto's are corrupted Mews that Ooh. over time, the reason Mews are so rare is because over time they didn't, they like evolved in a Dar- Darwin sense. They evolved, I guess their cell structure got so corrupted they became just a pathetic little Ditto over time. That's my personal theory. Interesting, interesting. Jacob, you have any of your own theories? Can can Mew time travel? No. No. Okay. That's Celebi. No. That ruins my thing. I didn't know if... Have some, I what know. was your theory? My thing was like Mew, like if it goes into like, if there's a... It messes up when it time travels or something like that. It just comes out this globbity goo thing. Ew. And, you know, like... Uh, Maybe Celebi is targeting Mew and it wants to destroy all the Mews and so it's corrupting them into Ditto. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. There's a vendetta there or beef going on between the two. <laughs> just... Jirachi sits it out. It just sleeps for a thousand years and ignores all this shit. There was, a, there was a show that did that. It was like, if you went back in time, you became Goop or something like that. The Super Mario Brothers movie? <sighs> it may have been that. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like a kid's show. No, it was um Jimmy Neutron. What? Do you remember, remember that? This. When they, no. they have like the, the pants or whatever and they like move too fast with the pants to try to go back in time and they come back and they're actually just goop ew i have to google this now <laughs> keep talking about the episode meanwhile manaphys are obsessed with dittos and they fuck them uh, and the manaphy uh, uh, dittos oh my god fiones oh god oh my god the real question is is the mew under the truck but we'll save that for next time it is not so moving on while jacob uh googles that so ash gets beat um, by the fake Bulbasaur ditto thing, and he starts pouting that he lost or whatever, because how can the real one lose to the fake? So then Team Rocket shows up and catches ditto, um, takes it away, and starts forcing it to transform into Dratini, which, 
again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the whole episode where Team Rocket meets Dratini and they become obsessed about it was banned, and so we don't really understand where the whole Dratini obsession comes from. Which leads me to the question of if they had Ditto transform into Dratini to give it to Giovanni, it would have to stay as a Dratini forever. Otherwise, the jig would be up and they would know. He would know that it was fake. They're not forward thinkers. No, they're not. Then, okay, Jacob, are you... No, I, I found it, but I can't find the title episode. But Jimmy turns into purple slime at some point because he Ew. he fails to travel back in time. Oh, my God. I remember it now. Okay, you do? Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I never watched it as a kid, so I'll just take your word for it. It was not a good show. Yeah. Hot take. You didn't like Sheen? Oh, Hated God. Sheen. <laughs> Planet Sheen over here? Can't say I ever watched Planet Sheen. <laughs> I didn't ever watch Treasure Planet. <gasps> Treasure Planet. Now that, on the other hand very good movie so arguably sorry i'm trying to to get i'm trying to be like austin in last week's episode hurting a, a group of cats and getting back on track <laughs> so we can finish <laughs> speaking of cats meow the meow market. yeah so this is arguably the best moment in the entire episode for me jesse and her picture inarguably this is so great <laughs> she pulls out this picture of this kid which we get no context about this whatsoever she shows the picture to Ditto, and she's like, can you transform into this kid if he was an adult and show me what he would look like as an adult? Oh, and that we get is... no context for this. Has Jesse been carrying around this picture he for is. 15 years? <laughs> Who is this kid? He, we'll he's a know. soccer yep. player. She won't even show it. No, we don't even get the actual picture because yeah. we get the picture of Ditto. So Ditto transforms into the photograph, not the actual boy. Mm-hmm. And we only see his face as it would be if it was Ditto's face. So we don't even know who this person is. Then we get some foreshadowing of Ditto and its mating process because then it licks Jesse in the face. Ew. Nice and slow. It was kissing her like that boy. You never Aww. see what underneath Ditto looks like. More slime. Like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I wish Ditto left a trail. Like Ew. Ew. <laughs> 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 Ash and Brock apparently send out this scouting party of Zubat and Pidgeotto to find out where they're hiding, which they make it very obvious because they're hiding in this house that has a big Meowth head on it, which I don't understand how they built this or where it came from or why they would build this. I don't know. Was this before or after they punched the dildo, the dildo, the dildo <laughs> into, into like the right facial features? Oh, right. We completely skipped over that. Thank you for, for reminding me. Yeah, I can't me. remember when that happened. They, like, punch it into submission. They don't. Like, uh, they, they threaten it. They th- yeah, yeah Jesse threatens it because she's like, so help me God if you don't transform into this or I'll freaking, you know, kick you into next week or whatever. Was that the exact quote? No. <laughs> I don't remember what she said, but that's what I thought of in the moment. So Just use that as your quote. What did she actually say? I don't remember. I didn't write Listen it down. Listen up, fucker. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what we call you, because you fuck everybody. Ooh. Oh. You got one option. You're either going to be a breeder, or you're going to be Dratini. Pick. Yeah, so she threatens it into submission, and it finally gets its face right. Then the twerps show up, and... The other best moment of this episode. Yes. You talk about when Weezing comes in? No, the twerps <laughs> do the team rocket. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. that I was not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh my they god! Were super, they were super cute. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah, that was really well done, and the way they involved every member of the episode too, which kind of is 
depressing to think about because they had to plan that before they went and rescued. <laughs> and once again, Ash has taken his leisurely time to get to a problem. But, you know, kudos to them for the choreography. You know what? If they hadn't taken time making those costumes and practicing the choreography and setting up the light display for this to happen, they would not have had Ditto be fixed by Team Rocket. So it, it all worked out. Hey, yep. Just take your time, kids. It's the moral of the episode. Slow and steady wins the race. So they do their their own version of the Team Rocket motto, which was very cute. By the way, if I ever get kidnapped, I want you guys to dress up as Team Rocket and do the motto when you come to save me. Okay, we'll do that. We'll keep that in mind. Can I be Jesse? Y- you can. I'll be James. I'll be Wapfet. Whoa, 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 Austin. <laughs> that Pokemon hasn't showed up yet. Wow. I'll be Chimeco and I'll die. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor thing. And then I sort of blacked out on this next part because I don't remember how we <laughs> resolved this. I know they just beat Team You Rocket. don't remember Ditto turning into a oh, cannon? Right. cannon? <laughs> oh, right! <laughs> Which totally just kind of uh, throws a wrench into everything. I forgot that. How did I forget that? Okay. It launched. I mean, at least it didn't launch like a cannonball. It launched Pikachu, which makes marginally more sense. Yeah, it didn't lose a piece of its body trying to take down Team Rocket. Yeah, this is a super Ditto. Yeah, it can transform into inanimate objects. Yeah, matter yeah, it can't get its matter. fucking face right. It didn't have a face when it was a cannon. They should have put one. They should have put one on the cannon, just like in the front. If they had used it to turn into a cannon during that stage show, they would not have had anyone booing. This kind of poses the question: uh, What is Ditto's limits as to what Infinite. it can? Yeah, this, we could make anything out of this thing—a cannon, skyscraper. Let's just go all. It can out. turn into God. Yeah, there you go. Well, apparently, it cannot transform into actual people. It can only transform into, like, photographs of them. It does in Detective Pikachu. Well, that's a completely different media. I think it does it in the game, too. What? I'm pretty sure. What game? If you combine the lasers from the Pokeballs with the disguises you can use with Dittos, you're talking about, like, a massive crime streak that couldn't be stopped. Like, oh, look, it's the president. No, it's not. Yeah, could you imagine if Giovanni got his hands on that? Like, he would just say, transform into, like, a police officer and walk in and whatever. Transform into the banker, rob the bank. Yeah, go in that Pokemon Center and take all the Pokemon as a police officer. Yeah. You can find the Ditto in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon by talking to the cop in the back of the police station on on Akala Island. It starts the Ditto 5 team side quest. Apparently, there are five total confirmed, and they're also criminals. Right. I do vaguely remember this. They are people. Okay. So, awesome. Those games at are least, awesome. At least by Sun and Moon, Dittos have found the ability to transform. They're getting more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> They're learning. <laughs> Dittos are going to be the ultimate enemy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That would be Malabar. What if we're Dittos and don't even know it? Oh, my, oh God. my God. The clone of a clone of a clone. See, this Ditto episode could have been way more interesting. Yeah. Both these could have. MVP, LVP, quote. Let's okay. Okay. <laughs> Who's first? Alex, Austin, me. Okay, this was really hard. This episode, we were grasping for straws. Um, I'm just going to say MVP, uh, Team Rocket. Even though they intimidated... All of them. What? Yes, all of them. Well, Again. I, specifically... <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm going to say specifically Jessie. Because despite her methods, which, you know, may be cruel and unusual, and she intimidated Ditto into getting it right by berating its self-esteem, threatening it, she did ultimately help it achieve its goal of transforming the right way. So I guess I'll have to give her that. 
And then LVP, I put Duplica because she's apparently oh. a shit trainer. Ooh. I mean, the episode emphasized over and over again how great of a trainer she is. Well, she clearly isn't. She clearly isn't because, yes, she doesn't threaten it or, you know, she's not like a sadistic, I don't know, BDSM trainer like AJ was. Oh, God. But she still doesn't. She is not the one who allows it to reach its full potential. Despite all her efforts and her knowledge of all these Pokemon moves or whatever. She should have threatened that Ditto with physical violence. Yeah, her methods clearly didn't work, so... With a chain. And we did have... Yeah, she should have used the chain. Ash does say, which they don't really have any follow-up on this, but he mentions, like, one part, like, basically the trainer... It's all to do with the trainer. You know, the, the Pokemon can only go so far. The rest of it's the trainer, and if you have a shitty trainer, of course, the Pokemon's not going to then reach its full potential. So I feel like he was kind of throwing shade on Duplica, and she she's not that good. Anyway, I don't know, quotes? This was hard. It didn't really have a lot of quotes for this episode. Just um, go for it. You know which one you're going to pick. What? the? Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Just go and the get one, out of the way. The one and only uh, quote that was worth even mentioning was after they're done pretending to be Team Rocket, and Misty says, that was great to do the whole thing. And then Ash says, now I know why they like saying that dumb stuff so much. It's fun. That's all I got. Yay! Yay! It actually is fun. It is, yeah. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. It's only it's only fun in this first season when they actually have the original motto. It's not fun later when they try to be all weird about it. They have some good mottos later. Okay, thrusting the the gold hammer into the blackness of the universe or whatever. Listen, okay, is no. that a voice I hear? It speaks to me loud and no, clear. No, hush. On the wind, past the stars, in your ear. No. Bringing chaos at a breakneck pace. Dashing all hope, putting fear in its place. A rose by any other name is just as sweet. When everything's worse, our work is complete. Jesse, James, and Meowth, that's a name. Team Rocket. I don't remember the last part. Yep, Damn it. Yep, very well done. <laughs> I love Diamond and Pearl. It's the best one. Very anyway. well done. Oh my god, that was great. I can't believe you remember that. I um, can't remember I remembered all that either. Oh my god. It was instinctual. Anyway, I guess it's my turn. Yes, please. M- okay, MVP is ditto for trolling Team Rocket like that. We didn't even mention that when they said, turn into this, and they pointed to Dratini in the book, and it turned into a book ah. with a face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, it turned into a cannon. I appreciated that. Uh, LVP, I'm going to give it to Ash. Oh, dang, okay. Double Ash LVP this week because he was so hung up on ditto beating him and i was like that's really fucking rude ash you lost got get used to it and he was still obsessed with duplica and her her ability as a trainer even after ditto had been taken ash get your shit together ash uh my quote i'm gonna let jacob have his one he wants because i don't have the exact quote written down yeah that's so nice of you uh, yeah Uh, i just want to point this out at the end of the episode duplica says as i leave Feel free to come back anytime. And Ash just doesn't reply. He just says, good luck. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, line, we don't want to come back. <laughs> Even though they do see her again. Ugh. Duplica's coming back. I'm struggling to to uh, know which quote that you picked, Jacob, because this was this was a difficult episode. It was a funny one. Okay. Yeah. You might have to chime in because I didn't get the whole monologue. But, uh, goodness, you took you took my MVP. Um, Who, Me? No, Austin, I was going to oh. use Ditto as a MVP. Has anyone got any, anyone got anybody? Uh, did anyone choose I Jesse a, and James? I had a backup, Team I Rocket. Had a backup MVP. Did anyone what? pick Team Rocket? Alex did. Well, okay. I picked Jesse, specifically Jesse. 
Yeah, she kind of. What's your backup, Austin? That'd be kind of where I was going. My backup was Zubat because it's only the third time we've ever seen it. Okay, there we go. I'm yeah, really happy it got used. Yeah, Zub- Zubat's <laughs> mine because it looked really uh, happy to finally get some screen time. Uh. Uh, yeah, that's that's my MVP. My LVP though was Meowth. Not he didn't really. You know, he's always evil, but Team Rocket really tried to get rid of him this episode. Like oh they try God. to they try to dress him as the Dratini to pass him off as the the. The ditto, and then like when meow, there's two meowths. They're like, "Here, just take this one. We don't care about it." <laughs> and then they just try to blast off. So, I think meowth got a little bit of a put in his place a little bit this episode. And then my quote was, "It's when uh, Duplica appears, and Misty goes, oh look, it's a boy.'" And then Brock goes, <laughs> "Except it's a girl." Men's intuition. Yeah. So, yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was it. yeah. That's a clever <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Good job, Brock. Way to, way to distinguish was, uh, between the two. He was a little creepy these past couple episodes, to be honest. It's one of the rare instances where he even says, like, she might be a little young for me. Uh, yeah. And, like, oh, we don't like that. He goes there a lot. I, I think they kind of tone it down as we get later on. But like you said, the past few episodes, he's been creepy. I mean, at least he has the foresight to not overstep his boundaries. Except for when it comes to a Giselle, then he'll overstep any boundary. Ugh. Breaking down barriers. It's a little ash, so that, something weird was going on in that one. Are you glad now, Austin, that we have made it through? I'm, I'm ready to watch some really banned episode next week. Which would be? A certain Mr. Porygon. Ooh, that's right. Poor Porygon. Got such a raw deal. Yeah, that really kind of... Was that, that was pretty much the first thing that really, we won't get into it too much, that's the first thing that really kind of put a soft tone to Pokemon, or a dark tone. But you mean like the literal dark tones with yeah, these episodes? Yeah, that's what I was trying, happens. I was trying to go for that, <laughs> that <you> mean? <laughs> swing and a miss again, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to go for there. But yeah, next week we're going to be talking about the Band Porygon episode, and some other mishaps that may have happened along the way for the Pokemon franchise, so be sure to tune into that. And to close out, does anyone have any final thoughts they would like to share <laughs> i see a bunch oh of head God. shakes <laughs> i feel like i talked way too much no so. you did excellent excellent job with the keeping it going austin i'll let you know how many edit minutes i cut out of the entire thing when i'm done you seem you have such a grumpy intent face on right now honestly i'm just tired so leave us you, to get in touch with us you can contact us at out of the drawing pen at gmail.com that's out of the drawing pen at gmail.com any questions or comments there also follow us on our twitter at out of drying pan that is our handle out of drying pan and be sure to join us next time as the journey continues <laughs>